A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard and I'm joined as always by Brendan Thomas Merritt. Brendan, how are you doing today? I am good, thank you. According to the weather forecast, we are an admirable two degrees hotter than you, which is a miracle. And people say that they've ceased. Um, and yeah, spent last night watching a poignant movie called Belfast about uh, the rough, turbulent times of Ireland in 1969. So I've got a song that they played stuck in my head ever since called Everlasting Love. <laughs> Just one of those Saturdays, I suppose. How's yours going? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's going. Uh, I spent all last night—not all last night. I spent an hour last night. Um, uh, our our power went out, and so when the power goes out, that means the sub pump is not working, getting the water out of our basement. So I spent an hour last night uh, carrying water up and down stairs um, so that uh, our basement didn't flood. Thankfully, it didn't flood, and as soon as my grandparents showed up with uh, a generator to get it back working, it, uh, it, it, the power came back on. So we didn't even need the generator. It's one of those things when, as soon as the help arrives, it just is, uh, is there's no need for the help anymore. Um, <laughs> so yes, it is. It is 13 degrees Celsius here for those of you who are keeping track at home. Um, I have correctly said the Celsius degrees this time. So. Um, there you go. Um, but what we're going to do today is we're going to play a game of 20 questions. Um, it's going to be a game of who am I? Um, so Brendan has uh, put down, uh, has written down a person from the Bible um, who is very mysterious. And uh, my job is in 20 questions to figure out who it is. Um, so with that being said, let's get into it. And I will ask my first question. So Brendan, um, was this person in the, uh, old Testament? Yes, this person was, which basically eliminates like 14 names from the potential list. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Question number two was this per, is this person a male? I'm not a biologist, but yes. Cultural illusion to like you know people watching this in the far future. You had to be in twenty twenty two together. Okay, so he's a male. He's in the Old Testament. Um, is is this person in the first five books? Uh, so the Pentateuch. Moses did Moses write a book a, a book and they were included in them. Um. Moses wrote five books, but Moses never imagined this guy. Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So then do they fall in the time period of from David to Babylonian exile? Yes. They're in that uh, few hundred year space of time. Okay. Okay. Um, were they a, were they a prophet? Yep, he is. Oh, sure. Uh, did they have a good king leadership during their time? 
not in his nation. No. Okay. Okay. Um, were they part of the northern tribe of Ten, or were they part of Judah? Or sorry, that's that's not a yes or no question. Oh, um, they were part of the bad. <laughs> were they part of the northern tribe? <laughs> yes they're part of the bad boys yeah 10 okay okay um all right let's see uh did they have a miracle recorded during their lifespan like does a miracle a miraculous thing happen during their their lifetime yes it was miraculous but no, they didn't cause it to happen. Um, is there death recorded for us in scripture? Nope. Um, is a book of the Bible named after them? Oh no, that'd be too easy. This is the obscure Bible person's quiz. Is this person, uh, is this person Hilkiah? <laughs> it most certainly is not Hilkiah. Ah. Oh, goodness, goodness. Um. All right, is this person's lifespan recorded in Kings or Chronicles? Yes, it is. Is their name um? Like, are they are they named in Scripture? Like, is their name written down? I should hope so, yes. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be a pretty unfair <laughs> question. Okay. <laughs> Our answer. <laughs> okay. Um, is this person after... Um, is this person after Elijah chronologically? Chronologically, yes. You meet Elijah first but they were contemporaries in terms of their lifespans. Let's see. I am at 14. So number 15, is this person is this person in the book of 2 Kings? Nope. That just like eliminates 10 possibilities. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So it's so they're not in second things. All right, I'm not even gonna look there. Um, <laughs> Go on. Oh look. no! Uh, it's killing me. It's killing me. Question sixteen. We buying that in the name of Jesus. Well, I guess. I mean, I might as well ask it. Are they in the book of First Kings? Yes, he is questions left four questions left to get it right and i'm not anywhere near <laughs> um, you're nearer than you were 16 questions ago got yourself some slack this is true don't be so um, hard on yourself is this person um micaiah <laughs> yes <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Very well done. Very All well right. Done. So, 
I think I only get four points because that was that's all I had left. That was all my questions left. <laughs> no, very impressive. The pressure's on me now. All right, so for that, that was part one. Join us next week for part two. Um, but Brendan, let's go into our passage of scripture today. Let's. <clears throat> well, guys, since Logan went to so much effort to find the name Micaiah, let's see something of relevance <laughs> Micaiah actually said. Micaiah lived in the days of King Ahab. King Ahab had his fake news media, shall we say, his uh, propagandist, fake prophecy-giving <laughs> prophets, and they would tell him how amazing he was, and they would float his boat and tell him that he would have victory in this war and this conflict and all of his ways are righteous and yada 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 blah blah blah. Micaiah told him the truth, and it was never good. So he really hated Micaiah. Then one day, the king said, Micaiah, I need to hear from you. Will I have victory in my upcoming battle? Micaiah said, oh yes, absolutely. God's on your side. Go for it. And Ahab was like, yeah, you've never said anything good in your life. Tell the truth. <laughs> Micaiah was like, eh, no way, Ham. No. God's favor will not go with you. Cop yourself on, please. Hello. Uh, <laughs> and you know, I used to really find that confusing in the Bible when I was a child. I never really detected the sarcasm. I kind of read the Bible like these people had no personalities whatsoever. They you know, put some attitude into it, and it just unpacks the Bible in a whole new way. So he has this beautiful, beautiful line, which he says. Thoughts for suspense, when I look it up. <laughs> yeah, in First Kings twenty-two fourteen, he says, "As surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only what the Lord tells me." And guys, so often in life. We live in situations where we feel our opinion would be valued. Where we feel like every conflict needs our two cents. Every person we see going through a hard time needs to hear our testimony of what we have overcome. All this nonsense. But actually sometimes, <laughs> maybe, often, we just have to pause and say, Lord, what would you actually have me tell that person? You know, I've been in situations before where I, perhaps in the flesh, thought that hearing my story of victory and overcoming was going to behoove someone. But maybe all they actually needed was just a shoulder to cry on. Or sometimes, you know, you might have... 15 Bible verses on the tip of your tongue or up your sleeve or in your back pocket notebook. But actually what that person really needs is just a smile and a gentle word of encouragement. There were times when I was at work and perhaps I heard absolute demonic 
spewed tripe at the table. And oh my goodness, I had all the theology that was required to silence those bozos. The Holy Spirit said, no son, not yet. You will have your time to roar like a lion, and when you do, it'll make an impact. But this is not the hill you're going to die on. So before we try to compete with all the other noises out there, and I'm not advocating Christians keep your mouths shut, people. I can't stand that theology. It's, it's nonsense. But as a matter of course, what you instinctively want to say in a situation probably won't be God's opinion. Think of all the conversations Jesus had with people. He very seldomly answered their questions directly. Why? Because he knew that they were trying to trap him into giving answers so that they could sow division or even arrest him. So he was as innocent as a dove and as crafty as a snake. And in all of his answers, even if you don't like them, he is still the word of God. So don't feel like you have to share your revelation all the time, or your opinion all the time, or give your two cents all the time. We're dealing with people with broken hearts. And God's number one aim is to bring them into his family. And after that, to heal those hearts and to change them from the inside out. To just say, Lord, what would you have me say here? And sometimes the answer will be nothing. Sometimes there's a time for silence, not a neutral silence, but a patient silence, while the person shares their heart or gets out all the word vomit until they kind of get to the real diagnosis of the problem underneath. And then you give words of healing, encouragement that build people up, rather than just adding noise to the chaos. So don't misunderstand this as a shut up, sit down teaching. But do take it as a word of wisdom. Just to pause and say, Lord, what would you have me say? And what he will probably tell you may not be what you instinctively thought. All right, Broski, what do you take from Micaiah's words of advice? I don't know. I think the first thing I think of when I read this is I think of um, almost like a brotherly banter. So for those of you who know or have seen Marvel movies, I think of Loki and Thor bickering back and forth of as soon as Micaiah walks in, they said, so what should we say? And he says, uh, shall we go to war? Shall we do this? Is what Thor is saying to uh, saying to Loki in this situation. Ah, go and prosper. <laughs> go and prosper for the Lord will deliver it into your hand, O king. And I'm sure he's saying it in such a, um, in such a manner as to emphasize that he does not believe one word of it. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, the king's going, all right, how many times do I have to tell you that you need to tell me the truth in nothing but the Lord's name? Tell me but the truth. And then, of course, he goes, all right, I see, I, I, I see how this is going. Israel is going to be scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let each of them return to his house. And how does Jehoshaphat respond? Or how does the king of Israel respond? Did I not tell you? He would not prophesize good concerning me, but evil. Didn't didn't I say he was just going to say stupid things? He, you know, didn't I say that? Um, 
when he, he deliberately asked for the truth and he was given the truth and he did not accept the truth. Um, you're going to run into that every single day of your life. You're going to run into people yeah. who will not accept the truth of what you're, you're saying. Um, and that doesn't mean that we don't give them the truth. That doesn't mean that we just say, well, they don't deserve the truth. It means we still give them the truth, mm. but we have to understand that people react yeah. differently to the truth. Sometimes the truth is sure. a, a loving, um, like a hug to some people. And sometimes the mm. truth is like a blinding white light in your darkness that you want nothing to do with to the point that, as in the case with the story of Stephen, where they plug their ears so they don't have to listen to this guy and run at him and throw him outside and stone him. Um, so truth is is truth. We have the truth. We have it from God's word, what the truth is. And our job is to go and teach it. You're going to run to people who don't believe it, who don't think it, don't agree with it. That doesn't mean that we just give up and we say, well, we're not going to share any more truth with them because obviously they don't want to hear the truth. It's true. They don't want to hear the truth. But our job as Christians is to be, is to be that um, that person in the in the void, the person standing there saying, "I don't want you to go to hell." Does that mean we always stop them going to hell? No. Sometimes they do live their whole life here and continually just reject God. But our job is to to save the perishing, to save those who are on the way there. Um, not that we do it in our own strength. God does it through us, but our job is to be the voice, the voice that tells the truth. So as Brandon was saying, it, it all ties together. We have to be careful what we say. We have to, to use our words wisely, use them for the Lord. Um, you know, be innocent as dove, crest, crafty as, uh, as snakes, because they will try and trap you in what you're saying to make you, to drown you out, to make you, your voice not um, not matter, to not, uh, that, that, discredit you um and that will happen um just remember that god uh that god protects you from that that he he defends you um and that you don't have to defend yourself or defend your personal uh things but you really just defend the gospel defend his word and his truth um and that's the important thing um as uh, i believe alistair Begg has said on multiple occasions he says that um you got to help me with this. All right. I'm stuck. Okay. I believe in Jesus Christ. I put my faith in him. I'm stuck with it. Okay. So understand that this is where I'm coming from. This is my truth. This is the truth. I'm stuck with it. I don't, I, it's what I have to do. It's what God has told me to do. It's what he's commanded to me to do. And so remember, that's what our job is to be doing is to be sharing the gospel, being the light to the world, giving truth, even when people don't want the truth. And even when they think that you're only saying evil things, you're not saying evil things. You're telling them the truth. So um, hopefully this week you can live that out and remember that as you go forth and uh, deal with situations that I'm sure we have even no idea of what's going on in your lives. Um, but hopefully our word of encouragement can help you in that walk and what's going on. So um, yes, with that, uh, let's let's close in a word of prayer and then uh, we'll head out for the day. Dear Lord, we're thankful for this day. We're thankful we're able to come and we're able to talk about your word. We're able to talk about these stories that um, that we're thankful that you add humor in the Bible, that you don't just have it as just a dry, um, boring book, but that you give it life and you give it joy and there's, there's, there's difficulty and struggle and um, and war and excitement. And we're thankful for that. We're thankful that uh, you've given us an ability and you've called us to um, 
to go out and speak your truth. I pray that you help us to do that, that we'd speak the truth wherever we go, that we'd speak honestly and kindly and lovingly. And that uh, when we are um, accused of lies or untruth, that we would be able to stand firm against the wiles of the devil and that we'd be able to, um, to lead people mm -hmm. to Christ and see people come to Christ in our lives this week. Um, give us a, a grand a grand week and uh, bring us back together again next week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And uh, if you want to get in contact with us, if you want to tell us how well you did, if you got it in like three questions, you knew exactly <laughs> who it was, um, I will be gladly, uh, wildly impressed. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll have to see how Brendan does next week. Bobby so send us an email at fromdublin2cleveland at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook if you search From Dublin to Cleveland. Um, and uh, we've... We've enjoyed talking to you and we'll hope to hear, we'll hear from you and see you soon. Um, have a great week. Bye everybody. Bye, friends.